this is going to be the conclusion of our series that we've been doing called Unstuck. And uh, next week, right? Next week? i got to double check. Yes, next week we're going to be kicking off a mini-series on the Holy Spirit. So make sure that you are uh, here for that. It is going to be a great time learning more about who God is and uh, how he impacts our lives. So right here we've got uh, a few of our students that are up here with me. And like I said, it is, uh, it's going to be less of me today, you're welcome, and more of our students, the Student Takeover Sunday, that's what it's all about. And so our students are going to be uh, working through our passage in Psalm chapter 3, so if you uh, want to follow along, if you've got some notes, that's where we're mainly going to be staying is Psalm chapter 3, and uh, oh yeah, we need that out of the mic, thank you Kate. And so I'm going to, I'm quickly going to just give you their names. They're going to introduce themselves in a little bit, uh, but I'll name them for you as well. This is Logan. We have Liliana, Josie, and Kate. And so, yes, they are going to be bringing the word this morning. Uh, I'm Logan. You might not recognize me without a drum set in front of me or drumsticks in my hands, but I'm usually around. Usually I'm in the lobby banging on random things, <laughs> having my mom be like, Logan, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> but uh, we're going to jump straight into Psalm 3. So verses 1 and 2, it says, O oh Lord, I have so many enemies. So many are against me. So many are saying God will never rescue him. So we know that David uh, has a very up-and-down writing style. It's like, oh, I love you, God. God, why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing I love you, God. God, you're doing it to me again. So let's look at the context and see why he's writing like this again. So at this point in David's life, he is fleeing, and he's on the run from his son, Absalom. He's been betrayed and abandoned by his city, his people, his, uh, his son, his family, everyone is against him. It says in 2 Samuel 12, 11, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evenly against you from your own household. I will even take your wives before your eyes and give them to your companion, and he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. So right now, David is experiencing this being fulfilled right in front of him, and he's struggling with it. I mean, imagine, I imagine anybody would struggle with this. But just because it's happening to him doesn't mean he throws away his confidence in God. He doesn't throw away his faith, and he still believes in God and his goodness. He understands that our sorrow for our sin must not decrease our joy in God or our hope in him. So let's look back at Psalms 3. It says, O oh Lord, I have so many enemies, so many are against me, so many are saying God will never rescue him. Chances are we felt like this has been being said about us. Maybe somebody else said it. Well, God's obviously abandoned you. He's not with you. Sometimes that's us saying it. We feel like God's against us. He will never rescue us. 
But we see that that's not true. In Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lead on your own understanding. So when things get tough, and it feels like everyone's against us, and that the Lord will not rescue us, we're to understand that that's our understanding, our human and our flawed understanding, as opposed to God, that he has an understanding, and he has a plan for us, and we have to lean on his plan and his love for us, instead of what we're seeing in our eyes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Logan. And so what we're going to do... Q&A. And so uh, just so that you are familiar with what's going to be happening, you're going to see this three more times, okay? <laughs> Logan, you did such a great job, man. I, I appreciate, uh, you know, all that you have written. Like so much of that was actually you writing this uh, and preparing for this. And so um, I noticed something in the scripture as we're, as we're reading through Psalm chapter 3. It, there's, there's this word selah. Can you, uh, can you explain to us what that means? Yeah, selah means to rest or to breathe, or pause. Yeah, and I find it interesting that, like, David writes that, but then the consequence that he's getting is because he wasn't doing that. Yeah. He wasn't pausing. He wasn't resting. In fact, he was in the wrong place, and now he's out of place. Mm -hmm. And if he had spent that time in rest, maybe that would have saved him some problems. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so then... With, uh, with Selah, do you ever feel that you personally, Logan Robinson, need that in your own life? Yeah, a lot of the time, because I'm, I'm very extroverted, I'm bouncy, and not all my family is like that. Half the time I'm like, let's go someplace. My mom's like, can I just sit here and read my book for five seconds? But I'm like going, 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 bouncing off the walls, and I'm, I just like going and doing everything. But I find that when I do that, I lose sight of what, of of everything, of my priorities, of God, and so Selah, for me, uh, I have to take my quiet time, you know, reading the Bible, whether it's in the morning or in the evening, sometimes you just got to take that pause and kind of reset. Reset, that's great. Yeah. So, in a, in a reset and in a pause, you mentioned that you're a drummer, and we see that every Sunday, and mm -hmm. you compete and things, you, you yeah. actually play all over the state for different mm -hmm. ministries. Do you, do you need that in the midst of doing your thing on the drums yeah it's it's, a, it's definitely something we use on uh, the drum set and it's actually something I struggle with because when I'm playing at home I like I play a lot of Christian metal Christian rock Christian punk I like crazy as stuff. it should be yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I play the fun stuff I'm stick tricks and everything <laughs> so but I the problem with doing that is it be once I see like oh, wow I can I can do this you know I'm, I'm actually doing pretty good I'm, I'm pretty cool <laughs> I'm humble too. Yeah, yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> so, but then coming and worshiping, I have to make sure I take that that Salem moment um, yeah. because if I come with the expectation and the mindset of I'm going to play all this crazy stuff, I'm going to show off, it becomes a performance and about me and my ego and showing off my stick tricks I spent seven hours working on. It turns into a performance and less of what it should be because it should be about God. So I have to take that Salem moment, sometimes literally, literally don't play as much and just let the song breathe, let God breathe and let it go and let it be about him and not about me. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Logan. Appreciate it.
Hello. Is it on? Oh, it is on. <laughs> there we go. Hi, my name is Liliana, as Pastor Aaron said. I am 14 years old, and I've just finished up the ninth grade. And, <laughs> and I like to spend my free time spinning around on my toes. Um, I'm going to be reading Psalm 3, verse 3 and 4. But you, O Lord, are a shield around me. You are my glory, the one who holds my head high. I cried out to you, to the Lord, and he answered me from his holy mountain. Here we see God is with us, holding us, hearing us, and answering us. Despite what the world and others say about my God, I know that he is my rescue, my strong tower, and my savior. This passage kind of reminds me of the David of uh, the story of David and Goliath, where David he doesn't need all the armor or the big strong muscles because he knows that his God will provide the protection and the strength and the power that he needs to defeat Goliath. In Psalm 18:2, it says, "The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior." My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. Thank you so much, Liliana. So, yes. So I noticed in your passage, it's talking about, it's talking about crying out to God. And so I find that very interesting because, you know, can you answer the question of like why we need to cry out to God when scripture does tell us that, that he's so near? It shows our hunger. If we just sit around and do nothing, nothing is going to happen. Right. Yeah. So we, we need to have that pursuit. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. So we, uh, we also see like David, he like cheers and like worships. As Logan mentioned, it's this, you know, yeah, God. And then, oh, no. And, and so sometimes we can have this... Uh, this time where we're trying to praise, but maybe it doesn't fit what we're doing, right? And so it's almost as if like we go to a football game and then we, but we do a golf clap, right? Yeah. Like, does that fit? Does that seem like that would be something that would fit? No, no. no. Like, yeah, you, if you yeah. if you go to the dog pound, you get painted up, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're all excited to watch your team lose again, right? Yeah, you're just there. <laughs> We're just speaking the truth in love, okay? In love. We also see we also see um, we also see David storing up, um, or um, excuse me. We also see that uh, David talking about God being on his holy hill, right? And so, in the Jewish culture, what does what does that lead to? Like, what does that mean for them? Because that's something different for us, but. Can you share with us what that means to the Jewish culture? Yeah, that holy so hill? David was storing up to build his temple on the holy mountain of holy hill of Moriah. He was saving to build. This shows that God is in a place of prepared response. God in his on his holy hill is ready to move, and that's who David is crying out to. Yeah. A prepared and ready God. And that's the God that we serve. Thank you so much, Liliana. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Josephine Davies. I am 12 years old and I'm in sixth grade. And uh, two years ago, I had appendicitis, but a fun fact about that is it was in between my intestines, so the doctors really couldn't find it, so I was in the hospital a lot longer than I needed to be. <laughs> and I will be reading verses five and six. I lay down in sleep, yet I woke up in safety, for the Lord was watching over me. I am not afraid of 10,000 enemies who surround me on every, every side. David is fearing being defeated, captured, or killed in his sleep. He gives the credit to God. Then he begins to speak with boldness that even surra when surrounded, he's not afraid. This, again, isn't because he is a warrior. It is because his trust in the Lord. He has a firm foundation in the Lord, and he trusts in him. I remember a week and a half of my life where I could have been gone in my sleep every night. And that is really scary. Most of us don't go to sleep at night thinking, oh, am I going to wake up tomorrow? This is, I'm, I'm so stressed out. What if I'm going to? No. We normally go to sleep thinking, oh, I had a good day today. I hope I have a better one tomorrow. See, David is really scared at night when he goes to sleep. Not most of us, a serial killer is going to come into our house in the middle of the night and kill us. But someone could to David. And that is really scary. So let's look at another verse, Psalms 115, verse 10. This is a really special verse, because my beloved pastor Aaron, <sighs> his name is in this verse. I mean, he's like really special. <laughs> so let's look at Psalms 115, verse 10. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. See, God is a shield around David. God is a shield around us. He is protecting us every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every year, our whole life. When we trust in him, he is protecting us. Thank you so much, Josie. <laughs> Boys, ver special, uh, special verse there really hits home for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> So uh, you're, you're reading these passages and you're talking about David lying down and sleeping and, and you know, having been scared. And you shared with us about, you know, the, the appendicitis and, like, that whole crazy story. Like, my goodness. But beyond that, like, have you ever been, like, scared at night? Like, you know, growing up maybe? Yes. Yeah? I'm still scared at night sometimes. Like, the dark, you don't know what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from bad dreams, like. <sighs> yeah. But when we, but like David, when we trust in the Lord, it's so good. When we trust in the Lord, he brings peace even yes. in those, even in that darkness, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, I've lost my place. There we go. So why is David, why is David using sleep to show confidence in a good God? Well, David is pointing to peace and rest coming directly from the presence of God. When we trust in him, we find a rest. The rest that calms the storm, much like the storm that Jesus, Jesus rested during. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Josie. So, oh, is it on? Okay, it is on. So, hi, I'm Kate. 
Um, I'm sure most of you see me up here either singing, and a lot of your kids know me because I teach in two of the classes, but you will also know me as a sermon illustration because I have the beloved privilege of being Pastor Ken's daughter. <laughs> so I will be reading from Psalms 3, verses 7 and 8, and it says, Arise, O Lord, rescue me, my God. Slap my enemies in the face. Shatter the teeth of the wicked. Victory comes from you, O Lord. May you bless your people. So, once again, we see David is desperate and crying out to God. And we can also see some anger in his cry to God. I mean, come on. Shattering people's teeth? This has got to come from a deep anger towards those people. However, in his next breath, as he does so often, he is praising God and asking for blessing. This is a dramatic flip. But I believe that we can all relate to David's desperation. I mean, have you ever felt that? Save me, get them, make them pay, bless me. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully though, God is very merciful towards us because I'm sure other people have felt the things that David felt towards myself and everybody else in the room. Like, hello, my name is Kate DeChant and my sister has probably wanted to slap me in the face. But the great thing is, is that God understands our troubles. It says in Psalms 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. So not only does he understand our troubles, but he is there to help us in our troubles. And he isn't impulsive in his justice, although sometimes it might feel like it. I promise he is not. And his love for us is boundless. And his love for us is boundless because his love is not dependent on our performance, thank goodness, but it rests solely on his character alone. Because it says in John 3.16, and I'm sure most of you already know this, but I'm going to say it anyways. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kate. So you had like the most like violent portion of this passage. Yeah. Like this is this is pretty intense. Like you got to be mad at somebody for them to like not be able to like eat normal stuff, shatter their teeth. Like that's So have have you ever, Kate, have you ever wanted your enemy's teeth to fall out? Like felt that way towards somebody yeah yeah maybe not are like, they in the room right now no just kidding, just kidding. i don't know <laughs> maybe not like teeth falling out but i've definitely felt that anger towards yeah people. you want you want justice yeah All right yeah we want justice but what do you think would have happened if jesus had prayed that way like when he was on the cross? Well, I think that there would be a large pile of teeth on the ground. There would be lots of grown men mumbling, and there would probably be an increase in suit prices. <laughs> that, that is everything that I needed to know in answering that question. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. So we know that Jesus didn't pray that, right? Because soup is reasonably priced. We have our teeth, and we can understand each other for the most part. But so why is it better that Jesus did pray? You know, he prayed, Father, forgive them, for they don't know 
that they don't know any better. Why, why is it better that he prayed that? So it was better because it showed just how much Jesus loved the people on earth. So he could have easily prayed that prayer because as most of us know, he was brutally tortured, he was shamed, he was made fun of so much before he died on the cross. And so he could have very easily prayed a prayer similar to David's or even worse, and God would have done exactly what Jesus had asked. So instead of asserting his dominance over the people of earth and killing everyone in sight or making their teeth fall out, he chose love and he asked that God would forgive them. Am I continuing on? Okay, yeah. So, in fact, all of Scripture from David's Psalms and then Genesis and all the way to revolution, Revelations, not Revolutions, <laughs> um, it all points to Jesus. Like the Psalms, Psalms 3 that we're reading right now, and almost every single line, David is pointing to Jesus. So, even though David didn't even know Jesus, he was without knowing, I'm finding a word there, without knowing in his mind, without knowing in his consciousness that he was pointing to Jesus for us. So have you ever felt like David, constantly attacked and in need of a shield to protect you and in need of his blessing? Well, that is Jesus. Jesus is the answer from God's holy mountain, and he has always been the prepared response. I'm lost in my notes. So, even though David didn't know Jesus, his psalms has always pointed to Jesus. And I'm going to ask everybody to stand now. So, if you are in a place where you need to be rescued, and you know that you need Jesus, and I'm lost in my notes again. Okay, I'm really lost. So I'm going to repeat that sentence again so I can find my notes. So if you are in a place where you need to be rescued and you know that you need Jesus, we would love to pray with you today right here and right now. So if you need someone to pray with you in the midst of feeling attacked or surrounded and maybe you feel as though your teeth and your heart are shattered, we would love to link arms and pray with you along with you. And all of these leaders and students standing along the stage are here with you, and they would be overjoyed, and they would love to pray with you. So if you feel like any of this relates to you, or you need prayer for something else, whether that may be healing or something else that I can't think of, I'm asking you to move now because we would all love to pray for you. Don't be shy, because this is going to be really awkward for me if you don't.
Lord, thank you. Thank you that in the midst of our difficulties and our struggles, you are ever-present, that you are our Lord and our Savior. God, thank you that according to your word that we trust in you and we find rest. We trust in you and we find peace. That when we lean on you and we cry out to you, you are not just waiting there, but you are waiting ready. You are a God with a prepared response. So thank you, Lord, because that shows us that nothing is catching you off guard. You are the God who sees the things before we do. And so, Lord, uh, for those who are needing wisdom, for those who are needing guidance, for those who are needing rest, God, that you would meet them in the place that they're at. Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every individual that is under the sound of my voice. Pray that you would bless them at home. Pray, pray that you would bless them in their relationships, in their finances, at work, as they're in their coming and their going. God, may you rest heavily upon them. May they know that you are walking with them. May they sense the presence of your spirit, even in the grocery store. God, thank you. Thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. Thank you so much for your son, for that sacrifice for us, that we have, we have a rescue. And it is your son. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you in your holy name. Amen.